Hello and welcome to the Glory Glory Man United podcast. I'm your host, Kyle, and joining me is my regular co-host, Chris. How's it going, Chris? Well, I think we all know how it's going, Kyle. It's not going very well, but uh, but, but I'm glad to be on and talk to you about it anyway, if nothing else. So thanks for having me on, as always, mate. No problem at all. Uh, we've just drawn one each with West Brom, a team 13 points adrift uh, in the relegation zone. And uh, as you can see, we're, we're not very happy about that. Um, off the back of two and a half weeks ago, losing at home to Sheffield United. Um, I was not confident about going into this game that we would get the job done, and, and it's proved to be the case. What are your thoughts on the game, Chris? Yeah, not very good, Kyle. I was probably a wee bit more hopeful from you uh, than you were at the start because I kind of thought, you know, can Lightning really strike twice? You know, is it possible that we can't, that we can fail to get three points against another team in the relegation zone? And unfortunately, that, that has proved to be the case. Yeah, just not a good performance. And, you know, we'll obviously we'll get in and chat about it. But um, for me, it was more of the same. Many of the things that we've criticised in recent games in the past popping up again um, and just not not able to get over the line. Um, yeah, just not, uh, hasn't been a good day. No, it's, it was a really, really shocking first half. United just never got going and probably, be, probably deserved to be behind. And uh, we're very lucky to go in at one each with a piece of brilliance from Fernandez yet again. <laughs> but cleaning us out. Uh, it's just, I know today after the result, it's not really a day for, you know, banging on about how great Fernandez is. But um, yeah, I'm just too. Well, I guess we'll have, we'll have to take some positives, I suppose. And yeah, no, so yeah, you're right. Yeah, Fernandez was, was, yeah, another great goal. You could argue he didn't have a great game in general, but nobody really, nobody did. Uh, but yeah, at least he comes up with some sort of the goods when he needs to. It's just a shame we couldn't couldn't win the game. But it, yeah, he bailed us out, like you say. It would have been we didn't look like scoring otherwise, in my opinion. So if it wasn't for that goal, I think we would have lost the game. So at least he got a, he got us a point, if nothing else. Yeah, he always contributes even when he's not playing well, and that's that's what makes him so brilliant. And I, that goal was arguably even better than the one against Everton because it was on with his weaker foot. It was a bit like Zidane against Barrel Leverkusen all those years ago in the Champions League final. <laughs> I was thinking that myself. I was thinking that myself <laughs> at the time. And then was it Jimmy Floyd Hazelby brought me down the earth a wee bit in comment or in punditry at half time when he he pointed out that it came off his shin, which it which it kind of did. But still, it was a brilliant goal. Technique was sublime. Like took it really well and stuck it right in the right in the right part of the net, the top corner. Like so. Yeah, it was a great goal. They all count. I mean, Wayne Rooney's overhead kick against Man City came off the tongue of his boot, but it doesn't matter. It's still a spectacular finish. Absolutely. 100% care. They all count, and Fernandez knows how to get them, so I like them playing what it comes off as long as it goes in. <laughs> well, seem to have found positivity from somewhere. I don't know how we managed to. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll, I think we'll maybe try to start off with a bit of positivity because when we get into the ratings, which we inevitably will, I think the positivity levels will definitely drop. So, uh, yeah, maybe we'll start them high. It'll not feel as, uh, feel as bad when we get into it. Yeah, it's going to get ugly pretty quickly. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, unfortunately. One of my observations from the game today is the front three that started the match of Martial on the left, Rashford on the right, and Cavani from the middle. I don't like that very much. I think we are more balanced when we have Greenwood on the right, Cavani through the middle, and Rashford on the left. And that's the way we should have started. That's the way we finished the game. 
And for me, that's the way we should have started. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a fair point. I think you're right. There's no secret that uh, Rashford doesn't particularly love playing the right. He's definitely better on the left. And we've talked a lot about Martial uh, on this podcast numerous times. And, and yep, I think I'd have preferred Greenwood to start as well. Um, the only thing I would say to mitigate is that I, we didn't look like we we're going to score really at any point. And even when Rashford was running and running and running, uh, against defenders, he never looked like he was going anywhere. They just had their whole, nearly the whole team camped into their box. Um, yeah, I'm not sure anybody, I'm not sure we would have broke that team down in a month of Sundays. But no, you're right. I mean, if if you're really going to set the team up properly, I think you probably should have had um, what you said there, Kyle, uh, Rashford on the left, Greenwood on the right. And yeah, so hard, hard to argue. Yeah, Greenwood did have a, a chance that was saved by the keeper's foot. And surprise, he didn't score. He's normally deadly from those situations. And McTominay from the follow-up, the ball's clear off the line. I think that was her best chance, really, of getting the winner, but didn't materialise. Yeah, Although exactly. Harry Maguire very, very nearly stole it right at the end. It was a great save by Sam Johnson to deny him, and I think Maguire was absolutely gutted. Yeah, it looked like it was in, and then, yeah, Johnson just tipped it onto the post, and you hear the post rattled. You know, so he obviously, good par and all the header. I mean, yeah, it was, it was probably, you could just really put it down as a good save um, by an ex United man, I might add. Um, but yeah, it was it was it yeah, looked like looked like he had the winner in furnace him. Yeah. Um I think Maguire from an offensive point of view was very good today. he was coming forward quite a lot and, and happened to create chances. And obviously he got that header on target and but he was he was bullied by um it it's a digna, you call him. And so was Lindelof for the goal. That was very, very poor defending. Um I think he he bullied Lindelof again at another stage in the match. And I think them two were, were badly exposed today by a big, strong centre-forward, which Sam Allardyce loves. Exactly. Pure Sam Allardyce, isn't it? Like, just exactly what you would have expected from Big Sam. Yeah, no nonsense, direct, pressing hard, Um, you know, using physicality. And I think we, at times, struggled with that. Definitely, yeah, Danny completely... Completely bullied Lindelof for the first goal. His hand was over Lindelof's face, so you know I think you could have argued it maybe it was a bit of a foul, but he just he wanted it more. And then with Maguire, um, he did the same thing again. And in fairness to De Gea, it was only for really De Gea pulling off two good saves, one with his feet, and then the other to palm the ball away when it bounced into the air. Um, I think that that looked like a certain goal as well. So, yeah, he, he had a good game that fella. So he got you see he got man of the match. Uh, guy never gave him a match and to be honest I think I think that the guy deserved it he, he played well he completely completely dominated our defence at times he definitely did yeah I think he was worthy of man of the match I could, you couldn't possibly give it to any of our players because they were shite let's be honest and, <laughs> and as you said there um, De Gea totally bailed out Harry Maguire uh, towards the end there when he did he had double chance of digging ahead um, uh, just an all round I think I think the second half was a bit of an improvement on the first half. Uh, at least we were creating chances in the second half and, and pinning them back. And, but in the first half, we were fucking dreadful. It, it, we just couldn't get anything going. Uh, for me, picking two defensive midfielders uh, against a team, you know, in nineteenth position, on the table, thirteen points adrift of seventeenth place, it's just not necessary. You should be playing an extra creative midfielder in there if Pogba had been fit he would have been playing uh, instead of Fred probably for me I would have started Van der Beek I know Solskjaer clearly doesn't trust him but 
you need as when you're playing against uh, eleven man defense, you need as much creativity as you, you can possibly get, and Fred just doesn't offer that at all. No, he doesn't. No, I think you're right. Definitely, Pogba would have started, and definitely Pogba's creativity was missed. Um, yes, you're right. He, he, the choice really was between probably Fred and Van de Beek, and it seems for whatever reason, yep, still, uh, Solskjaer doesn't really trust him. I mean, Van de Beek in, in a lot of games that I've seen him play hasn't had much impact, but then he doesn't get a lot of time. You know, he's usually only getting ten or fifteen minutes, so it's hard to get momentum and, and make impact in that in that time. So uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, you know, it's hard it's hard to say. I guess what I'm trying to say it's hard to say there whether they. The mistake by from Solskjaer's point of view was um, not playing Van de Beek or whether it was just down to the fact that Pogba was injured. Um, like you say, Kyle, Pogba, Pogba was fit, Pogba would have played. I know it would have been a non, kind of a non-entity, um, but then he could have chosen to play a more offensive midfielder when he had the chance with Van de Beek, but he doesn't seem to like him. So um, for whatever reason, would de- he defaulted to Fred. Um, but, but yeah, like I said a minute ago, I don't think we would have broke that team down in a month of Sundays. I'm not even sure the Pobo would have even have been enough either. Um, for me, the problem was the same problem that I've talked about in recent weeks, and again today, flat, no intensity, not knocking the ball around. You know, it's it seems to me I just I just sometimes can't understand it. Even with Rashford, it was running all day long, taking players on, which is what you want to see, but making all the wrong choices taking too many touches, turning them on twice instead of once, and then going for it, not laying the ball off at the right time. Just just things to me that seem a little bit schoolboy. And, you know, and again, we've talked about it before. You look at teams like Man City, they're playing short, sharp passes, knocking the ball around, looking, you're looking to be evasive and get round defenders, not trying to just run through them, walk the ball into the net. And I just still can't understand that we're doing, we're doing these things. And, I just don't know if it's down to personnel, if it's players, the wrong players, or if it's down to t- the tactics of uh, Ollie and the coaching staff. I don't know who's driving or not driving, um, you know, our lack of intensity. But like, to me, when you lack, lack intensity against a team that's just sitting back, they can just see you coming all day long. It's just predictable. Um, you play like that, you're never going to break a team like that down. And that's what happens so often this season, as we, as we always talk about. Um, it needs to change. It needs to change for me. Yeah, not that I think it's all Rashford's fault, but you make a good point there when you talk about Rashford turning into traffic and you can see it coming. He does it every week. Instead of just laying it off, he always tries to take on one more defender or else he runs into a cluster of three defenders and loses it. Or he takes a pass to the defender and just won't cross it with his left foot. He always has to take it on his right and that makes him predictable. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I don't like to criticise Rashford for... All the reasons that we all we, that we, that we know, he's a great player. He's a really good guy. He works hard, and it's not and, and for him the lack of intensity thing doesn't apply to him because he is always playing with intensity, but sometimes misguided intensity, and that's frustrating. You know, particularly whenever you're watching so many players in the team look lethargic, and then you've got you know Luke Shaw who defers plays with intensity and and uh, Rashford, and you need those guys to have some end product with that intensity when other players aren't doing it, and then whenever they're kind of wasting their energy running into traffic like like you said they're kind of making the wrong decisions it, it just feels like it's almost a waste of their good um their kind of good energy in a sense and i just yeah it, it just it just it just isn't good yeah you you think that rashford he's got all the ability that he needs but he needs to be coached on decision decision making and you 
so far, if that's happening, it, it's not it's it's not translating on the pitch, and hopefully, hopefully, you know, in the near future, that his decision making will improve. Yeah, and and again, I mean, you know, if you if you take a step back, you know, maybe it's not his fault. Maybe it's actually frustration his part. Maybe he's trying to do too much because he sees the team being flat, and he thinks somebody has to take the game by the scruff and, and win it. And maybe that's why he's overcompensating and doing too much. I don't know. Um, but either way, whether it's down to him or down to the rest of the team, um, or like you say, or you know, down to coaching, um, certainly it doesn't help. Um, because it, it's it's energy and he and he's working hard, but it's no end product. And and you know when you're doing that, you may as well just pass the ball straight to the defender because that that ends up being the outcome. Um, is the other team leads it and clears the ball. Um, so I just think there needs to be better. But again, I don't want to be overly critical of Rashford. Um, but it's 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 a bit frustrating. Okay, we'll get on to the player ratings now. Um, first off, we'll start with the goalkeeper De Gea. Some would say. Very lucky to be starting today, but he did he did bail out Maguire with a terrific double save uh, towards the end of the game. So, uh, what would you give him? So, um, I would probably give him a sort of a six and a half or a seven. Um, for that reason you just mentioned, Kyle. To be honest, he didn't actually have a lot to do. Um, because as we know, West Brom Brom kind of sat back for most of the game. He wasn't tested, you know, lots and lots of times. Um, but uh, for the first goal, I'd I don't think there was too much he, he could have done about it. Um, I think he, it just happened so quick and he was a bit blindsided. So I, 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 don't, I, don't wanna, I wouldn't want to criticise him too heavily for that. And like you said, he did bail Maguire out then in the second half. So yeah, I, th- I thought he had a fairly solid game. As you said, he was lucky to start. He's, he's not been great in recent weeks. And if Henderson had started, I would have been only too happy. Uh, so I think Maguire, or sorry, the heck, kind of himself lucky to have started the game, but I think he did okay. Okay, what about Juan Bissaka? He was fairly anonymous, wasn't he? He was completely anonymous. Yeah, I give I give him kind of a five. Um, I usually give him a solid six when he when he's decent. Um, but I don't think there was really much from him at all today. No, again, he he's one of the people I find frustrating in terms of uh, taking the intensity out of the game. He often you know plays the ball behind people and you know kind of just stops when he gets to the to the kind of the touchline and stuff, which I find frustrating. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think he. Don't think he was up there. He didn't do anything particularly badly wrong, but he was he wasn't brilliant. So, yeah, a five would be all I would give him. Okay, this one's going to be interesting considering he was at fault for the first goal. Lindelof was bullied all afternoon by West Brom's Digne, and uh, that's exactly what happened uh, for the goal. He was some would say it was a foul, but I think he needs to be stronger there, in my opinion. So, what would you give him? At best of four, <clears throat> I think he wasn't. No, he, he he wasn't particularly good. He got completely bullied for the first goal, and then after that, and Gary Neville mentioned in the commentary, he almost then was overcompensating, and he was giving away fouls constantly because every time Diani got the ball, he was running through the back of him almost to show that you know that he wasn't going to let Diani bully him again. Um, and and he was he was he, all he was doing was giving away fouls, um, needless fouls. So, yeah, he just he wasn't great. Lindelof just he's just the same for me as he always is you know he's decent sometimes with passing the ball he likes to take the ball out of defense he's, t- he's fairly tidy but he's just he's not strong enough in there um and he's not he's not uh, decisive enough sometimes and he needs to be and yeah completely a fall for the goal um yeah I mean it was a tight game we, we got one goal ourselves so you could argue that if, if we hadn't give away if he hadn't give away that goal at the start that we would have we would have scraped at one though um so yeah, yeah. He did cover himself in glory at all. 
Okay, what about Maguire? Uh, he he came. He took the ball forward quite a lot, like Beckenbauer used to do, and he was allowed to do that because West Brom was so deep. And he did manage to create a few chances for us by doing that. And he was very unlucky not to score the winner at the end with that header that Sam Johnstone tipped onto the post. But then again, he was bullied himself by Digne, like we talked about, where, where it's resulted in De Gea having to make a double save. So. I'm not sure what you're going to give him here. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you've said everything that I would have said, that that's exactly summed up his day for me. Until he, until he gave away the ball um, and, and had to be bailed out by uh, De Gea, I had him on, on a kind of a six, maybe even a six and a half, because he hadn't done anything defensively wrong. And he, as you say, he was doing a lot going forward. But giving the ball away like that just showed again his defensive frailties. Um and, and his weaknesses and so I would probably give him well maybe be generous and say a five and a half uh, maybe, maybe that's harsh maybe you could argue a six he was, he was good going forward um, but defensively again just showing what he's about unfortunately so um, yeah five and a half maybe <laughs> I think that's a bit harsh <laughs> it probably is it probably is yeah probably I'm probably fast alright well I'll stretch to a six I'll give him a six okay Okay, Luke Shaw got an assist today, but I think he was fairly quiet to be honest. He was. I give I gave him a six. Maybe and maybe that's me being generous. Maybe it's because I like Luke Shaw. Um yes, you're right, Kyle. He did get an assist. He was quiet. He didn't create as much as he has done in recent weeks. But again, I thought he was doing everything that he normally does. He was pushing forward, he was trying to whip balls in. I think that kind of blanket defense that West Brom had probably stifled him a wee bit. Um, but I don't. I think his attitude and his application, for me, was kind of the same as it has been for a wee while. So I thought he had a, you know, he had a decent enough game. I don't think he did anything particularly uh, wrong. And he, and again, he was one of the only people uh, kind of driving a wee bit of intensity um, at times. So yeah, I thought he deserved a six, um, but maybe, maybe a five and a half. Okay. Um. We'll move on to the midfield now. What about McTominay? Uh, what would you give him today? So I, I gave McTominay a five. Um, yeah, don't. I guess if I had won the game, I had won it maybe two one, and maybe would have given him a six. It was a typical McTominay performance. He didn't do didn't do a hell of a lot wrong really. Um, he, but he was fairly quiet. He didn't. Get, I don't think he got overrun. So I, I'll not say that he had a bad game. And he had that shot, as you said, that was cleared off the line uh, towards the end of the game. Um, but just yeah, just like taking the guy, you need you need a bit of creativity. And obviously, neither him nor Fred provides that. So, um, yeah, probably a five just for a fairly ineffectual performance in a way. He was playing deep in, in the first half. And then it seemed at halftime, Solskjaer told him to get up the pitch more. And that's what happened. Perhaps that should have been the tactic from the start. I think that's a, Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Yeah, you're right. I think that is a very fair point. And I think Matomini has shown in recent weeks that he, he is capable. There's goals in his game. Um, unlike Fred, who I would say probably, you know, doesn't ever look like he's really going to score. But McTominay does have goals in his game, so you're right, Kyle. Maybe if he had a been given the brief to to push forward earlier on, maybe he would have got something. So I, yeah, I, I think that's a fair point. Yeah, Fred couldn't hit a barn door. Let's be honest. Um, we'll get on to him now. Um, for me, I was, he was, also... be, I was trying to be diplomatic, but you're right. Uh, Fred was also at fault for the. First goal, they let the cross come in when he should have. It was a feeble attempt at trying to block the cross for me. Um, I, I know Luke Shaw himself had, had tucked in like a third centre back, 
which wasn't great. But yeah. he was Fred's man who crossed it in, and that was pretty poor. And as you know, as I've said time and time again, his passing for a midfielder is really a substandard. Yeah, he was a he was another five um, at best for me. Just yeah, like you say, Kyle. I mean, I, I don't dislike Fred as I've said here before, because he does work really hard and he runs his socks off and he never gives in and he's, he's, he's kind of, he's pretty tough, but just, he doesn't have much impact really on the game most of the time. He has passing's not brilliant. His shooting's not great. He just does the absolute basics in many ways. And, and sometimes he doesn't do the basics even well, you know, passing's going astray and things like that. He's just, he's, he's just quite average, I feel. Um, so yeah, a five would be the best. Probably I'd give, I'd give Fred. Yeah, like we've talked about so many times, we need an upgrade on Fred and in Luff in the summer if we're going to challenge Man City for the title. 100%. Okay, moving on to the main man, Bruno Fernandes. Another spectacular goal today. Uh, so, in, sorry, Kyle. Even overall, he was quite quiet. Uh, he still comes up with the goods time and time again. He does, yep. I would have gave him a seven, only we didn't win the game. Um, and as you say, he was fairly ineffectual, bar the goal. So I'll give him a six. It was a great goal. And you can't argue. I mean, I think, well, you know, maybe I should stretch that a wee bit further. I think he was probably on a par with De Gea, who, who, who gave a seven too. So maybe a seven. Yep, you know, you just summed it up there, Kylie. He didn't have a great game. He didn't do a lot. Um Going forward, I think, you know, yeah, again, didn't look like we're going to score in a month of Sundays, but he's the only one who came up with a goal, took it really well, good technique, um, great finish, and it bailed us out. So, yeah, I think um, Fernandez was um, on balance, uh, wasn't too bad. Yes, uh, okay. Um, moving on to the front three now. Uh, Anthony Marshall. So, we gave Yal a solid four for a Pretty poor performance again. I thought he was anonymous. I thought I didn't see much of him. I don't think he did much. Um, yeah, I just think he. I just thought he was quiet. Didn't, in my opinion, he, he very little impact. Didn't get a sniff. Uh, barely noticed him in the game, to be honest. So yeah, um, poor performance. I think it was a pretty good score by Martial standards. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably an improvement for him in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> okay what about Cavani I think he was starred of any service today he did come deep and his link up play was good as always and he always works hard but yeah as I said absolutely no service today whatsoever yeah I think I think a five for Cavani again you summed it up Kyle you know he he, he worked very hard he always looks bright he always looks like he's um, looking to sniff out something he was coming deep, yeah. He was getting no service. He was, I mean, he was surrounded by defenders in that box. He, he literally could hardly even control the ball um, without defenders completely uh, surrounding him. So, unfortunately, the, the outcome was no impact on the game. Um, I thought he, he was anonymous for that reason, but it wasn't for lack of trying. So, yeah, give him a five. But, unfortunately, just not, a, not, not much effect on the game today. Yeah, I don't think he had a single chance in, in the whole game, which is bizarre. No, I don't think he did. I don't remember having a chance. No, I don't think he did. Do you know, just thinking outside the box a wee bit, do you know who would have been perfect for us today to maybe get a winner at the end? Marwan Fellaini. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, I, I hope you're not suggesting we go for Marwan Fellaini in the summer now, Ken. No, I wouldn't go, wouldn't go that far now. <laughs> but if he was available and on the bench, that would have been an obvious thing that he would have been to bring him on. 
in fairness, I agree. I'm only joking. I agree. I agree. That's kind of what we needed. We needed an ugly, you know, kind of winner today. A scrappy, just put the ball in the back of the net by hook or by crook. And Fellaini always had a habit of doing that. So yeah, you're right. I can see the logic in that one. Yeah, I think he was one of the. I think he was the first player that Salzburg got rid of. So clearly, he wasn't a fan. <laughs> <laughs> In fairness, there was quite a lot of people who were happy to see him go, so uh, I don't think Solskjaer was the only one in the, uh, on that one. Yeah, I think I was one of them, to be fair, but I just think today would have been useful. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so moving on to Rashford, we've talked about him already. He, another frustrating performance. Yeah, so in terms of ratings, another five, um, but like uh, but like Cavani, although, yeah, probably did a wee bit more in the game, but like I said, we already kind of covered it. He um, just no impact, unfortunately. All the times when he was, he looked like he had a chance. He just ran back into trouble, or was surrounded, or he just, um, to me, just um, made you know not always the right decision in a split second when he when he when he maybe could have done. Um. So yeah, frustrating day for him. I think he himself will be very frustrated with today, as as Cavani will probably be too, um, because he he was trying, but just wasn't wasn't nothing was happening. Nothing was coming off. Yeah, I have to agree. So uh, what about Greenwood? I thought he was very bright when he came on and I wish he had a start of the game because, as I said before, when when he, it's him, Cavani and Rashford, is, the front three is more balanced. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Greenwood did okay. Yep, he did well. Like you say, Kai, when he came on, he was um, he, he was good. He was uh, running with the ball, taking players on, um, had a, one or two or at least one one shot on goal. Um, he, was, uh, he was certainly trying hard, as he always does. And yep, there's always a goal in him. Uh, again, I, I just the, the feeling I was getting today uh, was just that we were never going to really score um, because they're just like I say, West uh, West Brom had nearly a blanket defenceer, and it just seemed like you know even if you were going to score, it was you're probably going to need a bit of luck to get through all all, all their defenders um, close to the goalkeeper. So I never thought he was going to score, but he uh, but but he looked like he was doing everything he could to try and score. Um, so for the short space time he was on, I think he was he was good good for a, a five and a half or a six. Yeah, so really, really low scores today, which is, isn't a surprise. Uh, the next one is going to be very interesting. The Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh, what would you give him out of 10 today? So, yeah, I did think about this, you know, during the game. I know you and I were, were texting back and forth a wee bit about different bits and pieces. I mean, if I'm honest, if I look, if I look at what would have improved us today, um, the first thing probably would have been say Pub would be on, but that was out of Solskjaer's hands, so I don't think we can give him any any discredit for that. Um, the second thing that maybe maybe would have improved us, as you pointed out, was maybe having Van de Beek on, but I'm still not, I'm just still not absolutely convinced that that would have made a massive difference. If I'm honest, probably because I haven't seen enough of Van de Beek, and that and that is down to Solskjaer that we haven't. Um, and the, the only other thing um, would have been, uh, as you said, Kai would maybe having Greenwood on instead of Martial. So I guess if I guess if I had to look through those things and think what I think he should have done um, on balance, I think he probably shouldn't have started Martial and should have started Greenwood. I'm not absolutely convinced that he definitely should have started Van de Beek. So that, that's how I sort of see that one. Um, so I think he should have started Greenwood. So he has to, I think you have to criticize him a little bit for that. But, and, and maybe I guess you could say he, he could have started Bay. But again, I'm still not absolutely convinced that Bay is much of an upgrade in some ways, um, because I think there's a mistake in Bay. Um, I think he can be rash at times. I could have seen him giving away a red card, particularly against a guy like Daniel who's trying to bully, bully him. I could have easily have seen him giving away a foul in the box against that guy, um, which would have been no better than what Lindelof ultimately did. I don't think he would have got bullied as quick, uh, and he's likely to have got injured. 
So for me, I think I'm going to give Solskjaer six and a half because I feel that there's there's only maybe one or two things he could have done better. Bar that, I just think it was the problems were more down to intensity and not being clinical and not making the right decisions. And again, the jury could be out on whose fault that is. Maybe that is Solskjaer's fault, um, but maybe it's down to personnel. Uh, you know, there's some there's some players that probably never you know never learn to make good decisions because it's just not their game. Um, but maybe coaching can improve them. So, um, yeah, I think a few mistakes are so sure today, but uh, there's some things that just, I'm not sure he could have done anything about. Um, so a six and a half would be my, my feeling on it. But welcome to, welcome to hear arguments against that. Well, for me, uh, Baye compliments Maguire more. I don't think Maguire, I don't think Baye is by any means a world-class centre-back like Virgil van Dijk. Uh, but he has pace. Um, he gets in, he gets in last ditch tackles. He's good in the air, and as you say, he wouldn't he wouldn't be bullied as easy. And I think when he's fit, for me, he should play alongside Maguire. But we know that's just never going to happen. Lindelof, whether it's to do with why he's mates with Solskjaer or because they're both Scandinavian, he he will always pick him. And another thing to pick up on Solskjaer with regards to his performance today, like we talked about earlier, the lack of intensity. Is is the is the coach to blame for that? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I, I just don't know, you know, because I, okay, I guess if if I'm if it was to be pushed to make a decision, I would say I would say yes, because I do feel that it's down to the coach to motivate the players. I guess you would ask the question: Why is there a lack of intensity? You know, I, I don't know if that's down to attitude, as in they they think against teams that are lower than them in the league, particularly right at the bottom of the league, that, that they can turn up and win, so they don't put the effort in. If that's the problem, then that's absolutely uh, Solskjaer's fault because he needs to make sure they're up for every game. Um, if, if it's more a case of when a team sits back, they know that they've got time in the ball and aren't necessarily being pressured, maybe that um, you know, lulls them into a kind of a, a false sense of security and, and, and drops their intensity without them the, uh, meaning to. Um, maybe that's the case. I don't know. Um, but I guess if I was to, to say who needs to sort that out, yes, I, I agree with you, Kyle. I think, I think Solskjaer needs to sort that out. Um, then again, the fact that in the second half we started with more intensity would suggest to me that Solskjaer noticed it and told them that they need to sort it out. Um, but it's the fact that if in the start of every game, especially against teams below us, we don't start with intensity. And I don't know if that's Solskjaer not telling them or not making sure they have or if it's just for some of those players and their attitudes, and I don't know. Um, I just think it's been going on so long now, it would suggest that even the coaching staff don't know what the reason for it is, um, but it needs to be sorted out. Um, and, and the coaching team is going to have to sort it out. Whether it's their fault or not, I think they, they need to deal with it. Yeah. Well, they need to do something fast because we've dropped points in five of our last seven league games. And if we don't, Halt this run of poor results. We're going. Our, our season could be in danger of collapsing, like Liverpool's. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm getting a bad vibe that way myself. You know, we need to. We need to start. We need to pick out a couple of wins now on the bounce. I mean, that's the worst thing. Is that you know you look on paper. You looked at those two games on paper, Sheffield United and West Brom, and you went. Damn, teams are fighting for you know to to stay up. You know, we we should be going in our position 
regardless of whether we're a challenge for a title or not, I think we all agree that that's, that's not the case. But even that, our league position suggests that we should be going and just beating those teams almost routinely. Um, and that's not happening. That really does worry me. And yeah, I mean, I think we all agree that United are not going to have any chance of winning the title, but we have to finish top four. And with no excuses really for not finishing the top four, we have the opportunities to do it. Um, and dropping, you know, four points against those two teams that are fighting relegation, as I say, is just not good. And the, and I think you could end up in a position where we finish fifth or something and we look back and we say, those were the two games that, that, that made the difference. I hope that's not the case, but um, I'm starting to be a wee bit worried that that, that, could, that could be how it pans out. Yeah. Um, we've, we'd, we had two games, uh, West Brom and Newcastle, before we play City. And you would have thought that was an opportunity to get six points on the board before going into that game. But we fell at the first hurdle. And it's it's very, very annoying that we keep doing this. Just such a short time after losing to Sheffield United and, and drawing with Everton when we played really well. So it's just, as I said, it's in, our season is in danger of collapsing and we, we need to get a grip very, very soon. Because... We, we, we don't want to to drop out of the top four because our, our biggest rivals at Liverpool are, are in huge danger now of not making the top four themselves. And if that the same thing happens to us, then we can't laugh at them. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy to laugh at them anyway because it's been it's been a pretty poor defence of their title, so I think I'll laugh at them anyway. No, no, no. No, all joking aside, yeah, you're, what you say is right. I think that they are, or we are in, in genuine danger if not finishing in the top four, if we keep dropping points to the teams in, in a relegation battle. Um, I mean, again, if you want to put some balance on it, you would say that that's what this is what Big Sam does best, isn't it? You know, he comes in to teams that are going to get relegated and he, he fights for results like this against big teams and manages to get them over the line and get them enough that they need to survive. Uh, and, and the other week we talked about how Sheffield United's performances are probably better than their league position so you know these aren't easy games by any means so you know we we can't routinely turn up and win um but we should still be be beating teams and in, in the re- in relegation and relegation zone um yeah it's it's just it's dangerous and and another thing too kyle you know as well as, as i'm sure you're going to mention you know i think it's obvious you know that we need uh players in the summer i think it's obvious throughout the season where our weaknesses are and as we always, as we always say, you know, players, the top players, the kind of players that we want to get in, are players that will uh, want to come in to play on a Champions League team. And the owners will be feeling more financially secure if we've secured a Champions League spot for next season in splashing the cash to get those players in. So I think that finishing in the top four is is just as important for for next season as it is for any pride that we could take from this season. So I really do think it's very important that we do finish in the top four. Um, and I think that we, uh, I think we really need to do something to turn it around here and make sure that happens. Well, if we finish second and we win the FA Cup, then that is progress from last season. But uh, that's far from a guarantee uh, on, on current form. Um, so moving on to Thursday night, then we're back in Europa League action once again. How exciting! Um, <laughs> we're playing David Silva's Real Sociedad. Uh, Adnan Yanazai also plays for that team. Uh, a United flop. Um, I can imagine it's going to be a tough game. Although uh, they will not now have a home leg, it has been moved to Turin because 
of COVID rules in Spain. Uh, so do you, do you think that we, that we will uh, win on Thursday night? Or would you draw probably be good enough in, in the way leg? Yeah, I mean, I always, I always, I always feel like a draw in the way leg is, is kind of okay. Um, and uh, just looking actually at the, the La Liga league table here, um, and I see a Sociedad are sitting sitting fifth, so they're they're not playing they're not playing terribly bad. Um, I think they're a wee bit for, a wee bit uh, a wee bit away off their own top four. Actually, they're they're actually not in a, a dissimilar position to United in some ways. Actually, um, albeit a wee bit further down their table. Um, but yeah, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a difficult game. Uh, as you say, it's uh, David Silva's team. He obviously knows United very well. Um, uh, haven't played for um, City over the years, so I think that they'll they'll probably know what they're up against with United, and they'll have their homework done, uh, and and they'll not want to get beat on their own turf. So I think it's going to be it's going to be a tough game. Uh, yep, I think in terms of what I would take from the game, as you said, they're kind of I I think if we can get an away draw and beat them at Old Trafford, we'll be happy. But that said, based on how we've been playing this season. Um, we're not. I'm not confident of beating them at home. Um, so it would be nice if we were able to win on the road uh, and give us a bit of a cushion uh, coming back. But yeah, it's going to be a tough game. Yeah, I do anticipate it's going to be tough, even if they're they're not able to play on their home pitch. And I, th- I wonder what sort of team Ollie's going to pick for this. And Mazen Henderson will play in the Europa League, and um, I can imagine a few changes. Possibly an opportunity for Diallo, probably not from the start, but I imagine uh, he'll be on the bench considering the amount of subs you're allowed to name in Europe. I would, so we'd love to see him given an opportunity. Uh, the sooner the better for me because we really do need some wide play, and that's what we really lack because we're relying on our fullbacks to provide width. Uh, and, you know, Rashford and Greenwood are more inside forwards than, you know, white night wingers. So it would be nice to, to see him. You know, get an opportunity sooner rather than later. Absolutely, yeah. He looks absolutely brilliant. That fella, he really does. He looks really bright. Um, he looks like a class young player. I, I can't like you, Kyle. I can't wait to see him in first team action. Uh, the sooner he gets a gets a gets a game, the better. Yeah, I, I don't expect him to start. Um, I, I don't expect really anybody to make it to start on their debut. Um, so yeah, I expect him to uh, to be on the bench. But if he if he can get a wee bit of we bit a game time. It would be really nice to see. Um, he looks like he's going to be an absolute cracker player for the future. So, yeah, fingers crossed. He gets a get, gets a bit of game time here. Yeah, there hasn't. I thought Sheffield United was a chance to play him, because I thought it'd be an easy game, but didn't turn out that way. Um, and but there has been many other opportunities because we've not been comfortable enough in games to kind of bring him on. Unless the manager is going to be brave and bring him on when we're drawn, like. Are losing like when for Alex Ferguson brought on uh, Federico Makeda against Aston Villa all those years ago, <laughs> but uh, Ollie hasn't shown any signs of you know doing something as brave as that. So Europa League is probably is going to be his most likely chance because it, uh, the FA Cup again we've got a very hard draw on the league games are just so important. I would think that if he's going to play in any competition, it's going to be the Europa League. Yeah, no, I think you're. I think you're. I think you're right. Um, I, th- I think that is the problem is that we're not we're not comfortable in games that you would think we would be comfortable in. Um, and for that reason, yeah, it's it's difficult to to, to give the guy a start. Um, but uh, but yeah, hopefully the Europa League will be a good opportunity for him. Um, yeah, I think Solskjaer really wants to win the FA Cup, so I can't see him kind of uh, 
you know, seeing any of those games as being, you know, games that are kind of safe or comfortable to, to bring uh, to bring a, a young guy on. Um, but the Europa League is probably probably his best opportunity, as you said there, Kyle. So, yeah, I, can't, I just can't wait to see him. I think he's going to be really good. Um, so it'd be nice to see him see him firsthand. Yeah, I can't wait. I hope it, it wouldn't have to wait much longer and he really starts or comes on uh, on Thursday night because he could be he could give us the lift that we really need. Um, so moving on to the FA Cup, we've got another really hard draw. That is the third team out of the top six in the Premier League that we have drawn in the FA Cup. So we've already played West Ham, who are sixth, Liverpool, who are fourth, and now we're playing Leicester, who are third. It just there's no respite for United at all. Like, like you, we see other teams like Chelsea, for example, getting Barnsley. And we've seen other Premier League sides get lower league teams, and but we just keep getting teams in the top six in the Premier League. I think we're just a wee bit unfortunate there. Like. And if we do manage to win the competition this year, we will have deserved it 100%. Yeah, exactly. If we win it, we'll have absolutely have deserved it. There's nobody will be able to say that we had a bye through any round or that we got a favourable draw because we have got anything but a favourable draw. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just unlucky. Um yeah, I don't know what to say about it. It's just it just seems to be unlucky. But um, but we but we've done well so far. You know, we we've managed to to get through the, all those hurdles uh, to get to this point. Um, you know, and obviously we put Liverpool out, which which was absolutely which was great. Uh, albeit they're not a, you know, we know they're not on their top form, but it was still still great. Um, but Leicester is going to be another really really tough game. Uh, we know Leicester really well. We know exactly what they've got. We know where, we know where all their threats are, uh, and, and they know where all our threats are too. Um, yeah, that's going to be another very, very tough game. Uh, up the the optimist in me um, will say that I do believe we can get through that tie, and, and I do think that we can. Um, but it's, it depends what what version of United shows up. The one thing I will say is our intensity will hopefully be good because we'll know what we're up against, and there'll be none of there'll be no absolutely no psychological barriers uh, or slacking off. Um, so hopefully we'll bring our A game, um, and if we do, I think we can get through the tie. Uh, cautiously, sort of optimistic. Um, but by no means guaranteed. Yeah, um, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful, but I'm not. I'm not overly confident. Uh, the league game against Leicester at the King Power was another frustrating day. We we went two one up, I think, in the 80th minute, and we thought that it looked like it was going to be a victory, and then again we conceded a, a very late goal, and very very similar to the Everton game. It was just another one of those games that we should have won and didn't. But hopefully we'll be able to overcome them in the FA Cup. It's going to be tough because they're in good form at the moment as well. Um, and if we do get do get past them, please, please, please give us Bournemouth or something in the semi-finals because it'd be a bit of respite, you know. No, no. I think even so sharp self deserves a bit of a break of fairness. I think he does at this point. I know because. I'm just going to say he really needs to win a trophy this season, in my opinion. I think he does. I think I think most people would agree with her, Kyle. And I think he himself obviously wants to win a trophy this season. Um, you know, you look you look at the teams that he puts out and like at the FA Cup, and you realise that he's taking it absolutely deadly serious. You know, we've had tough draws anyway, so he can't he can't not take it seriously. But yeah, I think he really wants to wants to win something too. So hope hopefully hopefully uh, we can manage to get to get the FA Cup. Yeah, because if he keeps qualifying for the top four 
doesn't win anything, then essentially it's just another Pasatino who you have criticized yourself for not winning anything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, Manchester United is a team that that is always uh, wants to win trophies, and that is exactly what I and I think most United fans want to see from any Manchester United manager. You want to win silverware, um, and I think Solskjaer needs to, t- to start doing that. Uh, I think that, um, yep, I think he's been up against it. I think any manager with um, the squad that he probably inherited would be up against it. But then again, you know, he inher- inherited from Mourinho, who was able to win the the Europa uh, Europa League. So um, I don't see any reason why he can't realistically win uh, win the FA Cup. Uh, I think he himself will see it as probably kind of failure if he doesn't. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think he needs to win it. Okay, we'll leave it there. Thanks for coming on. Chat to you next week. Thank you, Kyle. Hopefully, a better week next week. We can only hope. We can only hope it's right. Take care, mate. Thank you.